Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Ladder Talk Live. Today I am in a new location due to courtesy of Hurricane Ian. We got evacuated um, from downtown last night. And so we're in a new location. We're always on the go. Um, But I am glad to have each and every one of you here with us today. We have a very special guest for our Power Up Connection Week. Uh, So today's topic is going to be about how to, or excuse me, how leaders thrive using relationship intelligence. And we have love educator Rayleigh Molinario, uh, who is an an empowering, excuse me, who is empowering individuals to create a better future by teaching them tools and techniques for solving difficulties we face as a society. Our future is dependent on us mastering our emotions and interactions with ourselves and others. And of course, relationship intelligence is a vital um, is vital for guiding our well-being and success. And Rayleigh's mission is to provide us with the foundation we need to thrive in business and relationships as well as life. So let's bring up Rayleigh. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Now, is it good morning? Is it good evening? You're it all over the world. Four o'clock here, uh, so it's good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now tell us, where are you located for those of, uh, that are joining in? Yes. So I'm originally from the United States. I now live in the UK and I'm traveling now in Austria, in Vienna, Austria. Awesome. And how's the weather right now? It's it's not too bad. It's not too cold, but it's a bit overcast. Um, this morning I went for a nice run and it was sunny. So if you catch it when the sun is out, it's it's pretty nice. Now, is it typically kind of an overcast on average or do you have, you know, sometimes it's like, sunny during the day then towards lunchtime or afternoon it gets a little cloudy or is it always cloudy yeah so vienna i've only been here for two weeks uh it's my first time really being in vienna and it's not a a city that i know really well so i can't say but in the uk i would say that it's cloudy almost all the time (laughs) this is the big change because I was living in Barcelona for 10 years, which is sort of the Florida of Europe. It's it's always sunny. Yes, we talked about that. And I said, that's next on my list because I'm always trying to go to places that make me feel warm. And uh, I don't always sign up for the cold weather. weather so it's nice to know that um, Barcelona is a home away from home. So I, I, I look forward to that. But I really appreciate you you joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, how you help others? Absolutely. Um, so my name is Riley Molinario. Um, my last name is Italian, so <laughs> it Sorry. is a little bit tricky to say. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so I am a love educator and relationship coach. I work with couples to give them the tools and techniques that they need to thrive in their relationships and ultimately thrive in life. So much of our success and failure is based on the way that we interact with ourselves and other people. Um, This has been a passion project for mine turned business ever since I was little. um, My story and my upbringing is really um, something that was voidant of love and love education. 
And this is something that I realized was lacking in my life and my experience and was also lacking in other people's. And so I'm so passionate about giving people the tools and techniques that they need to be successful. I've seen that people have the effort, they have the drive to be the best version of themselves, to have successful relationships with their romantic partners, with their friends, with their family, with their coworkers. But a lot of times we suffer and we have missteps because we simply don't have the formula for success. So that's when I come in and, and give people that foundation that they need. That's amazing. That's amazing because we have relationships in, in all interactions with people. It doesn't have to just be a, a love interest. So that kind of goes into our topic today about how, you know, how leaders can thrive using relationship intelligence. Do you help people from that perspective, kind of on the, on the corporate level of, of helping uh, individuals connect more with their leaders and, and vice versa? Absolutely. So I, I work with um, relationship intelligence in many different ways, and it goes across many different platforms. Um, I've worked with corporate people. I've worked with stay-at-home moms and everything in between. Um, and what we realize is that there's not a big difference between the way that we interact with our boss and the way we, react, we um, interact with our children. Mm -hmm. The way that we understand self-awareness and self-management and relationship awareness and relationship management really doesn't change based on the status of the relationship. It's really about understanding how to understand your own emotions, be able to identify those emotions very clearly and how you express those emotions and react to those emotions with other people. Um, something where we are in a corporate setting, for example, we're not going to express ourselves maybe as deeply or as intimately as we would a romantic partner, but we still need to be able to be aware of how do we feel about a situation? How do we feel stressed? Do we feel overwhelmed? Do we feel disappointed? Um, and how do we express that? How do we react to that emotion? Um, the same thing that we would do with, with a child or, or with a romantic partner. So the relationship itself isn't the the defining factor. It's more about the tools and techniques and how we interact. Now, with that in mind, what what does it mean to be a relationship focused leader? You you compared it to you know a child, your children, and, and having that relationship. So, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a relationship focused leader? Everything is about relationships. And we understand now, especially after the pandemic, how important relationships are. We have to really understand ourselves and we have to understand how to interact appropriately with other people. Even if we're thinking about, you know, someone who works in a factory and you think, oh, it's not a very relationship focused job. It really is because in a factory, you can still have the same emotions as if you're a yoga teacher or, you know, a relationship coach, you are still experiencing emotions no matter what it is that you're doing as a worker or as an entrepreneur. And so when you are able to navigate your own relationship with yourself, you're going to be a better leader. You're going to be a better participant in whatever company that you're working for. Um, and how you interact with other people, that's the same. So when you are thinking about leadership, you're thinking about how can you be the best version of yourself? It's sort of being the example that you want other people to see. And when you understand yourself on a deep level, 
and you understand your own emotions and you understand how to interact with other people and interact with customers and interact with employees and interact with ideas that we have in society. How can we be the best leaders by being able to understand our emotions and react to those emotions to better other people and to make a positive impact? And how do you develop that, you know, for, for those who may not have seen it themselves or experienced a positive relationship? How do you make that shift from, you know, being emotionally intelligent, uh, or I should say not being emotionally intelligent to being emotionally intelligent? How do you, how do you make that shift? Absolutely. I grew up with a lot of book smarts and street smarts, but I was emotionally struggling. I didn't have any idea how to control my emotions. I was very reactive. And so while I was getting really good grades in school and I was investing in the stock market and I had a house and a car and all of these things, emotionally, I was completely a mess. And so we tend to not have these tools and techniques that we need growing up, even if we come from a very happy family, um, it's not about being happy. It's about being skillful. And so we have to first understand what are the tools and techniques. For example, how does communication work? How do we become effective communicators? Um, in relationships, again, regardless of the dynamic of the relationship, in relationships, you either have effective communication or you don't. A lot of times people say, well, I'm a good communicator, but the other person isn't. It's not when you're in partnership. It can be, you know, two different people working in, in a company. It can be a friend and family member. It can be a mom and a child. When you have that partnership and you have communication, it's either effective or it's not. And so understanding how to communicate is a skill that everyone needs to have. How do we learn that skill? Well, first we have to understand what are the parts that make up effective communication? So when we are communicating, we have to understand that there's a speaker and there's a listener. All of us are great speakers, right? We, we all love to talk, we love to rant, we love to express ourselves. But the really tricky part in that is being a good listener. And what does it mean to be a good listener? There's a difference between hearing someone and actually listening to them. And what does it mean to listen? Well, when we are listening to someone in, in a conversation, we have to listen with the intent to understand. That is the job of the listener. But a lot of times, because we are so, our attention span is so short and we're not really, you know, we're thinking about what we want to say next and we're thinking about all these things that we have to get done, we're not actually paying attention. And so there's not an understanding going on, which means that the effectiveness of the communication is going to, to drop. Right. And so we have to pay attention and we have to remind ourselves to listen and we have to remind ourselves to understand what is the information being given to me. Um, so understanding the basic foundation of communication, understanding the foundation of self-awareness and self-management, of compassion, all of these things that make up a good leader, that make up a person who has high relationship intelligence is, is something that we have to first understand what does that mean and then put those things into practice on a daily basis. 
we've been able to, to research relationships and we now know what makes a successful relationship and an unsuccessful relationship on a scientific level. So when people say relationships are so complicated or people, I don't understand people, I don't understand my boss, I don't understand you know, this person, um, we have tools and techniques to teach people how to improve their understanding skills, how to improve their communication skills and how to be successful leaders by having these skills within us. And so when we learn that information that is not readily taught, we're going to be the best version of ourselves um, in our personal life, in our business life, in every aspect of everything that we do. Love education, relationship intelligence, communication, all of these things, unfortunately, they're not taught in school. They're not taught by a lot of our parents. Even if we see our parents as good examples, they don't actually teach us, sit down with us and explain to us, these are the elements for success. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of all out here doing our best, but we don't have a formal education in relationship intelligence, which is something that we truly could benefit from. Sounds like that's something you need to work on putting into the school system, because it's something that is, is, going to to obviously be around forever, right? And if it's always going to be an issue or or something that we have the opportunity to struggle with as a as a world, then maybe we need to make change happen or be the change we want to see, right? Um I think to your point about effective listening, a lot of people listen from two different perspectives, like you said, from the response side where they're just listening enough to give a response, but they're not listening enough to absorb the person's emotion. What are they saying? How, is it, how are they feeling? What is their body language? All of the, the nonverbal cues as well, because that's all still a part of that in my opinion, relationship intelligence. So I, I'm curious um, your opinion. So let's say it's in reverse. So we have a, a leader who doesn't have relationship intelligence, but we have a individual contributor that reports into that manager that does. Do you have any tips for that um, employee to help maybe bridge that gap with the leader safely, you know, respectfully, as we'll say, do you have any tips for that to help give people um, tools to provide in, in real life um, opportunities? Absolutely. So one of the parts of relationship intelligence that you can use in this specific example is relationship management. So when you understand the perspective and the point of view of the other person, so in this situation, you understand that this person maybe have a lower um, level of emotional intelligence or relationship intelligence, you can then practice empathy and compassion and understand where that person is at. That's going to give you a lot of benefit because you're not going to be as frustrated or as angry or as disappointed because you understand that you have something that maybe this other person doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And so what you can do is use that relationship management. How can I control the situation? How can I um, show up in this situation, having a conversation with my boss or with a fellow employee? What can I contribute so that they can understand me better? How can I show them more compassion and more understanding? How can I change my approach? How can I use more uh, persuasion, negotiation, compromise. So it's really about putting the control in your hands. A lot of times when we are in the business world, 
we get extremely frustrated by what other people do. And so by understanding that other people are allowed to be and do as they please, what we can do is we can do and, and be what we want and what's best for us. And that puts control back in our hands for what we experience as, as a person. And so how we can interact with that other person can really persuade them and convince them a little bit to be a little bit more um, in a sense where we can negotiate and we can compromise and we can connect. Because when we connect, we influence the other person. We can teach them something. We can guide them somewhere. We can persuade them to do something. So it's understanding how to connect with that person so that we have the best chance of getting what it is that we want. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's absolutely necessary, especially in this quiet quitting that, that people are experiencing across the world. I, I see, so I started my career um, in childcare. And so I, I shifted from tantrums to adults with tantrums. And I feel like it's it, it really is the same because as a child or toddler, for example, who's going through a tantrum, it, it's not they're not trying to be annoying or anything like that. They just want to feel heard and they can't express themselves in such a way that they are feeling heard or feeling any level of empathy. That's where the tantrums come in. And sometimes I feel like when it comes to now with the quiet quitting, people as adults are no longer feeling heard in their position. They're not feeling validated for the extra work that they're putting in. They're just not, they're not feeling it. And so now the, the quiet quitting, in my opinion, is a version of a tantrum where they're like, you know what, you're only getting what you've asked for, what you've paid for. And that's where I'm drawing the line. How do you feel? So with, with people quiet quitting, how do you feel or what advice could you give to a manager or a leader to help bring them back in? to, to you know, extend the olive branch to come back in and provide that, that superb level of, of um, work that they were doing beforehand. Yeah, I, I think in this case, this is when we can practice relationship awareness. So understanding the emotion and the vibe of the people around you, the people that you're connected with. A lot of times in these jobs, we see that people um, are overworked or we expect them to overwork because now everyone's so busy. Um, I, I've been recently watching this woman on, I think she's on TikTok and Instagram, and she talks about boundary setting with your employee. Um, this is something that we haven't really talked about before. And so I think um, being in an establishment where you have people depending on you and you have people working for you and providing for, for the company, you have to practice that relationship awareness. How is this person doing? Am I treating them well? Am I taking care of them? Because if I take care of everyone who's working in the company, including myself, right? If I take care of all of us, if I make sure that everyone, you know, is, is working the hours that they feel comfortable with, if they're doing the work, if they're being appreciated for the work, if, if I'm showing them compassion, they're going to be the best workers, you know, that we have around. And we've seen so many studies that, that have shown this. And when people feel appreciated, when they feel seen, when they feel heard, when they feel that there's that communication and that recognition, 
then they're going to do their best. They're going to feel safe and comfortable to talk to you, to express to you, you know, if they need something or if they're dissatisfied with something. And so again, that communication is going to make everyone benefit. It's when we shut off that communication and we have this sort of barrier um, we're, we're starting to pe see people suffer in silence. And that's when you have people explode and, you know, they quit their jobs um, or they they quit their jobs, but they show up every day, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're showing up, but they're not actually working. Um, we know how important mental health is, right? Mental health is a, is a buzzword that's coming up more and more. Health, mental health, self-care, all of these things. And it's because we as humans, we're very emotional creatures. And so we want to invest in making sure that our emotions are taken care of. Emotions are a beautiful thing. You know, we want people to be emotional, even in the most corporate of corporate jobs. When we manage our emotions and when we recognize our emotions and we when we react to our emotions, together as, as a team or as an individual, we're all going to benefit. When we are happy because we are recognized, because we are seen, we are heard, we, we feel safe, we feel connected, we're going to do the best job that we possibly can. Yes, I, I think it's so key to have that type of mindset. And another thing that I talked about earlier this week is never assume, right? Never assume that the person is responding in such a way because of they feel, unless they told you that, never assume. But it, always invite that as an opportunity for conversation. The more you can keep the lines of the communication open, the more likely you will be able to pivot a person towards your, your you know, what you're looking for, or at the very least have open conversation because they, they probably have valid points as well. Be willing to change your mind on things. Sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like we're so we're in such a place where we have to be right, that we're unwilling to listen to your earlier point, what other people's perspectives are, which could very well be right. Be willing to change your mind. That That is the difference, as I said yesterday, between a good and a great leader or even an individual contributor, because if you're not willing to change your mind, then what's the point? What's the point of all of this if you're unwilling to take perspective from other people who may know more than you or may not know more than you? That's why I always said we we can learn from children because they're they they it's 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 their innate uh, reaction. It sometimes it's taught yes based on their environment, but sometimes it's just a natural reaction to certain things. That's why you're always. Um, you know, when a, a child has kind of this unfiltered mindset and they'll tell you exactly how they feel about everything. Like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't have to tell you why. I just don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so sometimes we need to go back to our childlike selves where it's an unfiltered responses. Now, some kids will come up and tell you, uh, your hair's messed up or, you know, this and that and the other. So obviously we have to add a little bit of filter at, uh, out of respect of the other person. But sometimes we can't we, we can't live in fear of of what if someone doesn't like my response? They don't have to. Right. Mm -hmm. They they have the ability to have a difference of opinions. But imagine how much better. Sometimes it's just feeling better that we're seeking. And, and like you said, to feel heard and empowered that your opinion matters, your your contribution to the conversation matters. Um, now, now that we have, we're post-pandemic, many people are permanently working remotely. I like to say that it takes a little bit longer to build trust when you're remote because you don't have that same level of 
um, vibe checks that you feel, right? Sometimes if a person's not on camera, you're just literally going based off of the sound of their voice. You can't even see them. So any tips on building relationships faster or do you agree that it is going to take a little bit longer and that's natural because of the fact that you're not in person um, for that relationship intelligence? Um, I, I think that now, because it, there has been a significant amount of time um, since the pandemic, um, at least since it first started, we are getting more comfortable with talking online, with having these kind of video chats. And, and I think we are able to um, feel more genuine and show up more as ourselves because we are getting more used to this way of living. Um, I think we still have a little bit of time to feel like we are completely the same as if we were in person. I don't think that we're there yet. Uh, a lot of people are still not wearing pants when they're on calls. So I think, you know, there is still that element of this is not, you know, face to face. And so I think we should make it a point to try to connect even more when we are on the screen. Mm -hmm. You know, asking people how how are they doing and being genuine about it, um, making sure that you are checking in with with the people that you're working with and making sure that everything is okay. Asking them if there's anything that they can improve, anything that they need, any guidance that they that they are seeking. Um, really building that connection and making sure that everyone has what it is that they need. And allowing that place of safety to exist, meaning that if there is something that I need or something that I want to say, I, I feel safe in that I can say it. I may not get what I want, but I do feel safe to express my opinion. And we do know, you know, the best companies are the ones where everyone feels safe. They feel like they are more of a team. They feel that they're more uh, comfortable than if in a company where people feel scared that if I say something, I'll lose my job or if I do something wrong, I'll get fired. And so I become more like a robot than a thriving human being. And so we want to be very careful that we are constantly checking in, whether it's in person or whether we're having these kind of um, relationships online. I think that's so, so important because, and, and, and what I, I like to say as well, especially as a leader, you have to show a little bit of vulnerability as well. Sometimes people need to see behind the, behind the curtain a little bit to trust you to be vulnerable themselves. Because to your point, you know, depending on what age range you are, what you've been brought up in, a lot of people do have fear if they're honest that y'all not doing something right or whatever, that now all of a sudden I'm fired, right? But now can you be vulnerable in telling, you know, now I'm not saying that you should be at a point where you're like, I'm worried about my job as a leader. Like, no, I'm not saying you should be completely vulnerable, but there are certain things that you can say, you know, I am a little uh, stressed about a, a particular project. You know, I've been working a little extra for that, you know, show that human element that we all have fears. We all have concerns. We all have that because then in turn, they'll start to feel, you know what, they're going through some of the same things I'm going through. Maybe we can work together to come up with a strategy to accomplish that. It's important that your team knows what is the freaking goal, right? Why are we doing this? Why are we working so hard versus just saying, you know, an order taker, give the order and then don't tell them what it's they're they're working towards because eventually people will rebel against you. It's just human nature. Nobody not a lot of people like to be told what to do. 
you know, where they feel like it's a dictatorship. So if you can somehow more so let them feel included in the planning and in the in the in the creation of, of it, then you've got people who are bought in. And then then those people will spread positivity because now they're getting the buy-in from other team members. So now you don't even have to work as hard because you've got a team working for you, which is which is the big goal. You know, any thoughts on that? Absolutely. You know, the first step to creating a thriving relationship, whether it's romantic or it's a business relationship, is having a common vision. It's understanding very clearly what are the expectations and goals for the relationship. So when we're talking about a, a business, we want to all be on the same page as to what is it that we're doing? What is the goal? What is the intention? Because when I feel connected to the outcome, I am going to be a better worker, a better a better team player. If I don't really care and I don't really care what happens to my job, uh, then, you know, I'm going to show up every day and do the bare minimum so I don't get fired. <laughs> but if I have an investment in how this turns out because I feel connected to that goal, I feel I feel passionate for that vision. I am going to show up better and more excited and more connected. And then when we are able to have that communication and that compromise and that compassion and all of those things, getting from where we are to that common vision is going to be a much easier ride because we're able to navigate the ups and downs that come our way. Wow, you guys, this has been an amazing episode, really. I'm so grateful to have had you. Now, we've had some questions in the back channel. How can people work with you? Um, where can they find you? All of the things. Absolutely. Um, so you can always go to my website, which is RileyMolinadio.com. Um, you can always find me on Instagram. I'm very active on there. I love to do Q&As um, and answer any questions that you have. So yeah, anything that you have, um, I'm here to help you and assist you with. And you have a, a program going on right now, right? Where you are, you're taking on some new clients. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am currently looking for 10 clients um, for 10 mini sessions. They're um, relationship solution sessions. So I get straight to the point. Um, what is your problem? Let me work with you and guide you to find a solution for that problem. Um, and it can be a relationship problem that you have with yourself, uh, with a family member, a friend, a romantic relationship, or even, you know, someone in the corporate world. Um, so really just being able to give you some really fundamental tools and techniques for you to be able to overcome any kind of relationship problem you have. Um, I think you have the the link. So yeah, I'll, I'll be giving 10 of those away. Yes. And for those of you who are interested in working with her, we are going to be um, uh, putting some information in the newsletter that goes out today. So make sure you are subscribed to receive that. I'll also be putting it in the show notes on LinkedIn so that they can reach out to you directly. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time this evening, your time. I really appreciate uh, learning from you. Learned a lot today. And uh, any anything that you want to leave us with? Any last thoughts? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, when it comes to your relationship with yourself and other people, we really have to understand that we have the right to thrive mm -hmm. and that relationships should be happy and healthy. And if for whatever reason you have any relationship in your life that isn't there yet, you can learn the tools and techniques that you need to thrive because everyone deserves it. 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for, for leaving us with that. For those of you who are joining, you have the opportunity to rewatch this live um, on our YouTube channel, exclusively on YouTube on Ladder Talk Live. If you're watching this episode and want to be a guest, to go to LadderTalkLive.com and you can be in her seat as well, providing all of the gems that she just dropped as well um, in your episode. So thank you again for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking about how to get the most out of every connection. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch your podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.